Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show with Landon Witt. You're about to learn hyper-local market knowledge happening right now in the Oklahoma City real estate market. This is your fresh weekly report on housing conditions in Oklahoma City that will enable you to make smarter investment decisions and gain insight on local trends. Plan your next move in real estate with this fast, vital market news to aid your next real estate adventure. Landon is a genuine, self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. He's a successful investor, property manager, and residential broker who's worked with clients from all over the globe to help achieve their real estate goals. This program will help you gain the much sought after hyper-local information that's vital to making real estate decisions. Whether you live right here in the city or across the country, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Here is your host, Landon Witt. Welcome to episode 45 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, we're going to chit-chat about the market conditions going into the spring. We're going to take kind of a look at national and local and really see how Oklahoma City plays a part in this national story. I wanted to bring up from the very start an article that started this month on CNBC. This article covered millennials and the new search and where they're going in the United States for affordable housing. Um, The article goes to say in the majority of the top 10 millennial markets, the unemployment rate is lower than the national average, and home prices are generally lower. Based on average income, millennials in these markets can afford to buy one out of four homes listed for sale, whereas in Oklahoma City, they can afford 30% of the market. By comparison, millennials can afford just 10% of the homes in Dallas, 13% in Boston, and barely 2% in San Diego. While the large share of millennials initially move into a major metropolitan market like New York City, San Francisco, and Boston, they don't tend to stay and buy a home. They don't put down roots for the long term. This data shows that they actually leave. That was according to Nadia Everangelo, who's the author of an NER study, the National Association of Realtors study. She simply says they can't afford it, so they probably leave for that reason. While a massive wave of millennials is reaching the typical home buying age, fewer are able to afford it than previous generations at their age. Nearly 45 million Americans will reach the typical age for the first time home buyers in the next 10 years, or roughly 3.1 million more in the next 10 years versus the 10 years prior. And that was according to a Zillow study. Over the last five years, however, prices for starter homes have jumped 57%. And with inventory being down a national 23% low, 23% than average for this time, it's making demand surge and the situation only getting worse. Folks, we see that playing out even in our market as Millennials and job seekers and those that are getting out of college, maybe you've got out of college, you've hit the job market, haven't found the career that can justify the living conditions of the town that you currently live in. A lot of these folks are heading to Oklahoma City. And for a lot of good reasons, affordability and a culture that's rapidly developing with all sorts of unique increases just in the last two and three years 
Mainly, up until a year ago, you could only find 3.5% beer. And in fact, grocery stores didn't even have refrigerated beer. It wasn't until the law changed in October that we then modernized our liquor laws and our beer laws and our social beverage choice laws to where you could buy refrigerated beer full strength at a 7-Eleven. That's putting a lot of interesting changes and dynamics from live music venues to hotels, parties, this kind of thing. Combine that with this year's medical marijuana has been approved and is unlocked, and now you can go in and get your two-year medical marijuana license, which enables you to carry, I think it's up to 25 grams at one time. Maybe wrong on that exact amount, but I do know this. You can get a marijuana license in Oklahoma City for having anxiety, and not diagnosed by a doctor, but by your own acknowledgement that you deal with anxiety. It's just a $99 process. You go to the physician and they grant you what's called the medical marijuana identification card, which is good for two years. And you can trade that in or, or show that ID at uh, one of over 100 <laughs> locations throughout uh, central Oklahoma. And I think even Tulsa's doing this now, but they've got these dispensaries. And so this shift towards rapid, you know, almost Amsterdam type feel. In fact, I saw an advertisement in the paper two days ago for a marijuana church on Sundays called Church 420, and they had Bob Marley music playing in this sort of kind of interesting period of meditation. And it's really unique to see this cultural interpretation developing in what used to be a very very hillbilly town. So you ask, why are we talking about this when we talk about investments and rental and all the grand scheme of things? Well, you have to understand the full current that is flowing underneath the city to actually understand what you're buying when you buy into an idea or a, or a culmination of people that have all gathered into one central location we call cities. And they're gathering even more rapid than they've ever done before. We're having really kind of a, a, a post-industrial movement again where the rural living is really not happening anymore. The new generation's buying more in the urban. They want to be on sidewalks that have people that walk by and all the fashion and all the amenities that go with city living. Um, and I think we've seen that develop in Oklahoma City with Whole Foods being purchased by Amazon and the prices drastically dropping and giving the local area just an opportunity to afford a greater variety of organic goods and different fruits and vegetables that maybe the local um, grocery store didn't have or the discount grocery store. And so now with those prices getting down, we have a variety of diet now. We've got a healthier choice. Combine that with a growing music scene, a new contemporary arts facility coming in 2019, really a hub for artists and instructors, professors to teach and develop an Oklahoma City arts scene. I really can't say this enough this is very similar to Austin, Texas, and it's in interesting to be a part of this. So for you number folks out there, let's look at, and this is something I use called the Fast Stats, and it's really just an overview of what MLS activity has occurred. And the cool thing is, is this is actually plugged into our 
showing uh, booking system, which all realtors or most realtors use, especially under the age of, let's say, 55 and under, you've got realtors use showing time, which is a, a booking service where we can book showings and communicate with each other about these showings and, and different questions we may have about the property. But it also records that data and presents it on these screens so I can show you exactly how many times a property was shown before it was sold, which tells me market action and activity. So for example, if I look at the entire MLS, which in our market, for those of you not familiar with MLS, MLS does not cover large swaths of area. And you know, some people think you have access to the MLS. That means you have national coverage. No, it means you have a membership to your local area listings. So that in our area extends through the Oklahoma City and greater market area. So if you take the city and then go out about, I don't know, 50 miles, that's your MLS area. We don't get Tulsa, all that. So when we focus on these ranges, for example, month supply, which we talked about several episodes ago, you get to currently at 2.9% month supply. Whereas when we look back to like 2016, we were at 3.6 months of supply of inventory, which if we no more properties came on the market, we would have 3.6 months of inventory left. Well, right now we're at 2.9, which in February we had 2.6. So we're climbing, getting ready for the summer. But guess what? Our sales price per square foot tracking up, but not exactly where we estimated it would be because of the short inventory. We were at, in February, let's see, last year, if I do a year over year, we were at, for the entire MLS, median price per square foot, we were at $93 a square foot January of 2018. We put that at $97 per square foot January of 2019. So 2018 to 2019, we went from $93 a square foot to $97. From January to last month's ending out, we were at $103 per square foot. Okay, Rapid acceleration on the per square foot price. However, we see a stall developing in the median sales price which tells me those smaller homes that haven't been on the market before or they finally got a renovator able to flip and they flipped it, the per square foot price was high, but we capped out at a top dollar price. Why? Because one metric that we often forget when we're buying in a market is affordability index. Last year, our Family per capita income, our median per capita income for a household was $56,000 a year. And for those of you that understand real estate math, anytime you exceed 2.5 times your annual salary on your home purchase price, you then have become in outside the affordability index. You are now in, in, in uncharted territory. So what does that put us at? If we put a cap on the top, let's see $56,000 a year times 2.5, that puts us at 140. And 140 was, let's see if I can pull it up. Let's go, here's the market from 88,000 to 152. 
that spread on the sales price median. In March, we were at a top end. The median for that, that range from 152 to 88, which was our classic affordability uh, range, was at 129.9. And then we drop to 125 in just a 30-day span, getting into April, expecting that to hold into May, as we finish up May, we get those numbers, we'll get those numbers by about June, the middle of June, we'll report on those. Wow. But if we scroll that out, let's see that. I can go all the way back to 2006. Again, this is on the MLS-powered data. 119.9 is where we were at in the affordability index for properties that got purchased median sales price. 2006 was 119.9. We topped out at 129.9 in March of 2019. Followed that up by April, we were at 125. Now, that being said, if you look at the line charts, right, we do vary quite a lot transferring from winter to summer. For example, in 2011, we were at 119.9 in April. But by May, we were at 124.9. So we had a $5,000 change in median price. So we're seeing that happen now in reverse during this spring portion. So if we don't see a correction by the June market report, I would tell you that we have topped out on our affordability index. And unless we get significant job wage growth, you're going to have a halt on appreciation. Now, I'm going to go to the Chamber of Commerce um, does an annual um, statement. I think 2019 is, uh, if I can pull this up, they basically have a, a, a performance summary. And if you just look at, um, let me Google this real quick. I think it's Chamber of Commerce Economic, Oklahoma, Oklahoma Economic Outlook for 2019. There we go. PDF Economic Forecast 2019. And if you scroll down, there is a category called housing. You can go through the different categories, Oklahoma Energy Index, Oklahoma Gross Domestic Product, some interesting uh, stuff on year over year and national economic outlook and where we fall into that, which we talked about a little bit earlier. But I want to zoom in on page 15 of the 35-page report. It says Oklahoma's urban areas have enjoyed robust activity in the residential real estate market. Home prices appreciated at a rate of 3.5% in both the statewide and non-metro areas of the state in 2017. Home prices are expected to post strong gains in 2018, with statewide prices up 3.6% and non-metro prices up 1.4%. The pace of home price gains will slow somewhat in 2019. And 2020, consistent with the broad expectations of a slow deceleration in state economic activity, the forecast anticipates home price growth of 3.4% in 2019 and 2.4% in 2020, with pockets of urban activity experiencing much faster growth. Watch that carefully. We're currently at 3.5%. 2020, we're projected to go into 2.4%. 
2019, 3.4, 2020, 2.4. What is that? Some math tell me 30% reduction, a 30% decrease in gains. So again, if your property does not cash flow in a linear market from day one, don't purchase it. If you're not looking to buy an investment property and rent that property out in Oklahoma City, now is the time to find a reasonable flip and renovate the property to hit the target price point of 120 to 130. If you can get under 120 and still make a good profit, go for it. It's going to be an extreme demand to meet this immigration of roughly 1.5% annually coming to Oklahoma City at a tune of about 20,000 people each year is what that translates to on population growth. But you will have a product that will be a high demand for this millennial shortcoming across the nation. Thanks for listening to this Market Report, episode 45. You can email me anytime at Landon, L-A-N-D-O-N, at O-K-C-R-E-A-L.com. I appreciate your time today. Have a good one. Subscribe to our podcast to hear fresh local market information. We need ideas for our show and we want to hear from you. Visit OKCRealEstateShow.com. Looking to buy or sell in Oklahoma City? Meet with the award-winning team today at OKCRealEstateShow.com. That's OKCRealEstateShow.com.